0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS lineup lock, sponsored by dailyroto.com, begins now.
1: Good evening everybody and welcome to Lineup Lock Live. We're presented by DailyRoto.com right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and the Tony Cincata. We're getting you ready for week four of the NFL and the DFS season. Hey Tony, we're looking to build the people's lineup today. The people need to rebound. They got a hole to dig out of, huh? Yeah, the people down
2: $60-plus here, so we uh, got to get them. It's still early yet. They're only three weeks in. Now it's good. Now we're getting a week four. I think after this week, uh, we can use a lot of the statistics that's available out there as gospel instead of trying to combine last year's statistics and this year's statistics and trying to make uh, amends and trying to figure out what the heck is going on with these teams and find some sort of track record.
1: Interesting you say that now officially after four games, one quarter of of the season may be done. And officially the sample size is big enough for the Tony Cincata. Week four got started yesterday, Tony. I want to touch on this Bears-Packers game. I mean, odd game. For a number of reasons. First of all, we had the lightning delay for about 45 minutes. That upset the kind of flow of things, and the Packers continue. I mean, they're 3-1, and but they continue to get eviscerated by injury. We knew about their tackles, and now not one but two running backs go out, and then the gruesome hit on Devontae Adams as well. I think the league is going to make an example out of Trevathan. What do you think, Tone?
2: Yeah, it seems like it, and you know what, I kind of feel bad for the guy, and I understand that it was a a bad hit, but you play football, and you're taught to go in and be aggressive and everything like that, and I don't think there was any intention there, because he's never been one of those guys that has been flagged before uh, for craziness, and I just think it's one of those things, he wanted to make a tackle, and he then went there. Uh, Tony Romo did a great job, though, I thought, last night, in the analysis, saying, hey, man, you know what it's a different world you got you can't make that hit you got to you got to hold up and that's the
1: crazy part of today's football I actually thought Tony Romo did a great job last night on a number of things. You know, when the reports were coming out about Ty Montgomery and his ribs, and Tony was like, oh, yeah, he's got broken ribs, but they're not going to announce it because then the opponents will know. And he was really doing some – he was calling plays before they were happening. He was like, yeah, Randall Cobb is at the blocking tight end. This is definitely going to be a bootleg on 4-1. and one. Tony Romo doing a little – doing big things on the announcer. Well, I got to ask you, though, Tony, is it, uh, is it Trubisky time in Chicago?
2: You know, it's crazy. I was on the news desk last night in the game because of the delay. We were pretty far into the game. And I thought at the end of the third quarter that this was the time. Mm -hmm. I said, if this is the time right now, I wouldn't start the kid ever. I would first get him in a mop-up opportunity, kind of like Deshaun Watson got thrown in there after the first half. And that worked out well. I think when you have to start and prepare and put all that pressure on the kid – Let him get his feet wet, come in the game in the fourth quarter uh, that's out of control and let him get in there that way. And then if he does well, start him the next week.
1: This might be the time, though, Tony, because after Thursday night, they have 11 days until their next game. But i got to say this. He's got no weapons on the outside either. And the next three teams the Bears are going to play, all good defenses. I think they got Minnesota. they got Carolina. It does not get any easier for the Chicago Bears. But we'll look ahead as building the people's lineup for Week 4, Dane Martinez and Tony Cincata. When we get back, it's Lineup Locked Live, presented by DailyRoto.com, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Coming right back. We're going to get this money i <laughs> Intergalactic galactic, planet, children, planet, Earth, planet Earth, Welcome back to Lineup Block Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Cincata. We're about to help you win some cash for week four in the world of daily fantasy. If you've been listening to us all week, you know the way we do it on Mondays. We give you a lineup for that Monday-Thursday slate. Then on Tuesday, we talk quarterbacks. Wednesday, we talk running backs. Yesterday, we did the wide receivers and the tight ends. And today, we put it all together in the people's lineup. Hey, Tony, what contest are the people entering this week?
2: You know, first of all, I want to go on a rant. DraftKings, you guys, uh, you know, doing a lot of things, uh, but you're becoming more and more greedy bastards every day. Uh, can you uh, please put the Sunday night game back in the tournament? So uh, basically, the Sunday night game has been eliminated from most of the tournaments. So you could play the Sunday Monday, and then they get the Monday Thursday, and they can squeeze more money out of us because the games will end at 7:30 on sunday night and then everybody that wins will feel like they got to spend money so they got to put more money in that 8:30 game on sunday night so i understand what they're doing from a business standpoint but leave a
1: couple out there for us come on man you're killing us. I understand, Tony. I'm over on Fanduel where they do still have that Sunday night game, and I gotta tell you something. I'm looking to attack that Sunday night game for multiple reasons. One, that Indianapolis defense I think is a dumpster fire and can be had. We'll get to that a little bit later on. And Tony, as you know, I always have life to have guys at the end of the day, so I feel like I can still do a little bit of work. I do see your point though, Tony. They put the Sunday night, Monday night slate. Just another opportunity for people people to uh you know pay it right back whatever they won that day just turn around and give it <laughs> right back to them. Let me ask you this Tony. Um with the people the question I have had are is do we have the ability Tony Sincata and Dane Martinez to make any unilateral decisions because if so I think we may have to start at the quarterback decision the position right away.
2: Uh w- we'll see. I, I only want to do it if it's a salary concern at okay. the end. If, it's if a it doesn't fit the budget like Yeah, if we get there, because I want the people to be there. And to answer your question after I – they're in the NFL 500,000 post-patent, which is an $8 entry. Okay. There's 7,000 people, and let's see how much money we can win. Fifty thousand first prize. That'll make the sixty bucks
1: go away. Oh yeah. And then some. All right. That's what we're gonna be that's what we're gonna be competing for right here going into week four. Let's dive right in, Tony, at the quarterback position. Our options right now for the people are Tom Brady at eight thousand, Eli Manning at fifty seven hundred, Deshaun Watson at fifty one hundred, a much cheaper option, and then Carson Palmer at sixty one hundred. Let's start off with uh Tom Brady, guy who's had nine touchdowns in his last two games. Uh um, at eight thousand though, that's pretty expensive, Tony, but you've taught me to pay up for stability and <laughs> uh you know Tom Brady certainly represents that. I'm a yeah, I
2: I haven't used him that often this year, right? They played the Saints and I thought, oh, I can get a cheaper quarterback and go out there. He put up thirty three fantasy points. Then he played Houston, which is a tough defense. Okay. He had the seventy seven hundred salary. No way you can use him there. Well, guess what? Tom Brady puts up 39 fantasy points this is not a great matchup if you want to statistically talk about this matchup it's not great what you're doing is you're playing tom brady you're saying they're better than everybody else and you don't care the defense and you don't care what the price is i mean 32 fantasy points and that's going to be a big day for you he's done it in the last two games and won 39 points against one of the better defenses in the whole league so it's hard to say no
1: Yeah, I would think so. I don't know that this is the best matchup. I think there's other places we can go and good thing that the people are not necessarily taking Tom Brady. Only 24% of the people uh, are going with Tom Brady in this quarterback lineup for the people. Two guys in this poll I want to ask you about, Tony, because you know I've been on this all season long. The idea of the offensive line and the idea of the sunsetting quarterback, the quarterback that has been on your roster as the face of your franchise for almost a decade and now you get a little bit long in the tooth and doesn't have the protection i think that's the case for both carson palmer and eli manning offensive lines have been struggling no running game to speak of but i think that could actually be a good thing in the fantasy world for these two guys because i expect both eli and carson palmer to throw the ball over 40 times on sunday and that's where the opportunity comes and at these lower prices i'm very interested in these two guys
2: Yeah, the guys that I'm going to play this week are going to be Tom Brady and and Carson Palmer. Uh, You look at Palmer, he hasn't been great by any stretch of the imagination. That offensive line, you mentioned it, Dallas Cowboys got six sacks against him. Uh, But he's got back-to-back 24-point games. Right there is exactly our formula, four times six, 24. And he's done it back-to-back times. I'm actually going to go and take a look at this and say, hey, Dallas, not a good defense. Indianapolis, not a good defense. San Francisco, not a good defense. So hes you could say he's beaten up on
1: bad teams. Well, he's got a bad team this week as well. Yep, and, and so does Eli Manning. They're going down to Tampa. That Tampa secondary has not done it. We see. We also see injury in the middle of that line with Gerald McCoy. I think Eli is in the same exact kind of uh the same exact situation, and also these running backs for the Giants haven't done anything. Paul Perkins doesn't look like he's ready to take on the load. Shane Vereen and Orleans Darkwa were a little bit banged up as well. Tony, I personally, over on FanDuel, I am going with Eli Manning as my quarterback, so you're going Carson Palmer, I'm going Eli Manning. However, Tony, the people look like they are going with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson now has 40% of the poll, and here's the, I mean, I guess the right side is this Tony two things one I see their rushing potential I see rushing potential yeah. for Deshaun Watson in this matchup of AFC South teams these are two the two teams that I think most people predicted would win the AFC South this year whether it was the Texans or the Titans and so they get it on early on in the season the rushing yards is one and then the price is the other at only $5,100 this might be you know if we go with the people then maybe we have enough money to spend on everything else huh?
2: Yeah, so here's Deshaun Watson. I mean, the two games he started, he's gone over four times the value in both those games, 17 against Cincinnati in his first start, and then against New England at 25. That's six times the value. Uh, so he has been playing great. I agree. I don't think he's a great play here, but it's hard to argue because of the rushing yards. 41 yards, last game running. That, that's a touchdown. 67 yards. The, sec- the first game he started, that's a touchdown and a half just yeah. for running the ball.
1: Yeah, I mean, and Eli Manning and Carson Palmer and Tom Brady are certainly not going to have those kind of rushing totals in this game. So, you know, those running quarterbacks, it's always interesting to think, and those those points can add up very, very quickly. All right then, Tony, so it looks like we're putting Deshaun Watson in as the people's quarterback, but it looks like, Tony, you're going with Carson Palmer, and I'm going with Eli Manning. Both of those guys have them narratives of abandoning the run game, throwing the ball a lot, uh, so hopefully that – Volume play works for us, and that rushing yards works for the people. Let's go uh, real quick to our top running backs, okay, Tony? And, and, and let me ask you something, Tony, because these uh, polls that we have, you go and – you know, with the running backs at least. We have these high price running backs, and then we have these low price running backs. But a little bit later on, when we get to the wide receivers, you really kind of mixed it up a little bit in all of the polls. You didn't just do all the high, then the middle, then the low price guys. Can you tell me why you did that? Because I think the people are just yeah. going to pick all the high price guys, and then we're going to have a budget concern.
2: Oh, you got to you gotta give some faith in the people. Okay. So, I mean, looking at this right, right? They didn't go with the high price quarterback. They this went with true. the cheap guy.
1: This is true.
2: So here's the way. I took them in an order I would play them so based on the salary so basically i went with those first four guys with the high price guys uh, those are guys that I would get one of those guys in my lineup. And then uh, the next, the, then I just basically put them in by the order I would play them.
1: All right, fair enough. So let's take a look at these top price running backs. We're talking about Ezekiel Elliott at 8,200, Kareem Hunt at 8,500, who is number one in the NFL in rushing yards and the number one fantasy cat all season long so far. Le'Veon Bell at 8,700, and LaShawn McCoy at 8,400. You know something? I was just finishing listening to On Target, and I heard Jay. Sealy say how bad the Atlanta Falcons were against the running backs out of the backfield. LaShawn McCoy leads the Buffalo Bills in targets and receptions. Him along with Charles Clay I think are going to see the most targets in that game. Is that part of your thinking about LaShawn McCoy?
2: Uh, yeah, I love every single one of these running backs, right? So here's the thing: is Le'Veon Bell is probably the guy I like the least, right? And we know he's all Le'Veon Bell. Uh, he's $8,700. I would eliminate him uh, because of this situation with the Sunday night game. Uh, Kareem Hunt has to be out of the out of the uh, equation. I look at it. I played Ezekiel Elliott. I think LaShawn McCoy is right there with them. I think it's a flip of a coin. If I played five lineups, I'd have three uh, with Elliott and two with McCoy. Uh, They're playing the defenses. Atlanta, they have allowed 30 most points to running backs, right? So they're the third worst in the entire NFL. And the L.A. Rams are the second worst.
1: All right, so that's it. We're going with the matchup. And remember, we say all the time here on Line Up Lock Live, you gotta have part matchup and part common sense. But common sense will lead you to believe that all of these guys are studs. So what you could also do, whether, you know, Tony's talking about how he doesn't like DraftKings right now because he took out that Sunday night game. What you could do is go on over to www.fantasyfactor.com. You know what's great about them? They have single entry tournaments, okay? This way you're not competing against these guys that are putting in 20, 50, 100 lineups, you keep it on the up and up and you can listen to Tony Sincotta's lineup or Speeds and Spitting Statistician Dane Martinez's lineup, and if you want, you can even go with the people, but go to fantasyfactor.com single entry tournaments right now, when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about some cheaper running backs that are out there, I think there's some injury situations which really elevate some of these guys, we'll talk about that when we come back, it's Lineup Block Live right here on the award winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we're getting ready for week 4, let's get this money Hey, I'm Melissa And I'm Jill. And we're the interns. The Fancy Sports Radio Network and DKMS want to send you to Minnesota this February.
0: All you have to do is play our Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS. Starting next week, answer four questions right and you're heading to the big game. Tune in to find
1: out when the contest will be running. So what are you waiting for? Play the Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS. Only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're on the train on the way to cash for week four. It's lineup lock live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, simulcast with our partners on Dish TV, Dane Martinez, and the Tony Sincata. We're giving you what you need for week four to hit on DFS. We're putting together the people's lineup, Tony. And so far it looks like we got Deshaun Watson as our quarterback saving a little bit of money, hoping he does something on the ground for only fifty-one hundred, Maybe another rushing touchdown against the Titans. And Tony, the people are picking Kareem Hunt, but Kareem Hunt in that moment. Monday night game which is not I think on the slate that you are entering our people's lineup uh, for that $8 tournament so it looks like we're sliding on down to Ezekiel Elliott at 8,200 for our number one running back. Let's look at running back number two. The options here in the poll for the people are Bilal Powell at 4,600, Chris Carson at 55, Andre Ellington at 3,800, and Leonard Fournette at 6,700. I want to ask you a little something about Leonard Fournette, Tony, because he's actually not a guy I am on this week. Let me tell you why. I saw this Jets defense last week at home be dominant over a banged up Jay Ajayi, limiting him to only about 16 yards, I think. Leonard fournette's a similar style runner and in the jaguars wins he they've had the ball control and and the kind of uh, game flow where they want to ride out leonard fournette i'm not expecting that kind of game at MetLife on sunday especially after i told you coming back from london not having to buy i think this is going to be a more competitive game and unfortunately for jacksonville they're going to have to trust blake bortles a little bit more tell me why you have fournette so- in this poll
2: Well, it's obvious that you live in New York, because (laughs) if you think one game of the Jets defense is better than what Fournette has seen thus far, Houston Texans the first week he put up 100 against them. Tennessee, okay defense, 40. Baltimore, 59. He was against them. Had a touchdown in every one of those but games. But in those games, so they were up faced. big.
1: They were up big in those games, and so that's why they just turned around and handed the ball to him.
2: So you don't think they're going to beat the Jets, the same team, two weeks ago you had going 0-16?
0: I
1: never had them going 0-16. I had them going 1-15 and 15 and hashtag suck for Sam Darnold, okay? <laughs> I want 1-15. I've gotten the win. Trust me. All of a me.
2: sudden, like, now that you guys all, not just you, but everybody's treating the Jets like they're a real football team after one win. Listen, Tony, Tony I am holding— Two weeks ago, it was a different story. I am
1: holding— Holding a season-long under four and a half wins ticket for the New York <laughs> Football Jets, so trust cash me. That, I hope I do. You're trust cash me. It. I hope I. I'm also holding an under five and a half for the Chicago Bears, so we'll see if they put Trubisky in or not. If that impacts me there, but um, here's the thing. Ahead.
2: with ahead, Though I really think that the Jaguars' defense is going to have their way with that yeah. offense, and he's going to get some short fields, and I think he gets in the end zone again. Uh, This week. He might not have a big game, and he's not going to have the 100 yards rushing. Uh, that he did have in that for week one, uh, but he's going to get an opportunity to get in the end zone again.
1: Yeah, the short fields are a good point, and with the sacks that you know, Saxonville has been doing lately. Josh McCown, not the most mobile of quarterback, I could see. A, I could see five sacks. I could see one or two of them being strip sack fumbles as well. The short field, and also you know something, Tony. We were both on the Bears last night with the seven, seven and a half points. Aaron yeah. Rodgers with only 179 passing yeah. yards throws for four yeah. touchdowns. And a lot of it because it's those same short fields you're talking about. They were just gift wrapped possessions starting in the red zone. Yeah,
2: that was the huge thing. I was saying last night during the news desk, I'm going, Aaron Rodgers, if you just looked at the yards, you're going, oh, my God, he's going to finish the right. game with under 200 yards, and he gets those four touchdowns because of the short fields. That's a lot of times when you predict game flow, it's a little tough, and that's why I think with this Jaguars defense that Fournette has the opportunity to get in the end zone once again.
1: All right, and Leonard Fournette is at $6,700 on DraftKings. Let's talk about the guy who is leading this poll, although it looks Tony totally like he's ineligible for the slate that you're playing against because it's the running back in the Sunday night game from Seattle we're talking about Chris Carson who is at 5500 and I love this play to be quite honest CJ Procise out it looks like Doug Baldwin is going to be a game time decision as well Um, and they are facing at home with the 12th man that Indianapolis Colts defense which we all know is trash Um, I like Chris Carson and the people like him as well 48% are supporting Chris Carson at 5500 great play right
2: yeah, so I can't put him in this tournament. The other tournaments, like, I I found a couple of those tournaments that are there, and I have him in my lineup, and I'm going to tell you this. I like him a lot better than a guy we're going to talk about a little later in the show named Joe Mixon. Really? I think Joe Mixon might be the most overrated player this week. I did more and more research on this Bengals-Browns game, uh-huh. and... 5500 is Carson's salary. 5700 is Mixon's. He was uh, right in the middle of the pack against the run. Joe Mixon, we like him because we all said, oh, he's going to be the guy. Right. He's going to be the guy. And then we got a little taste of him getting an opportunity, but he hasn't done anything. And to get 5700 and go four times that salary, we expect him to get 23 fantasy points. If I add up the Cincinnati Bengals running backs for the first three games of the season, together, all three of them, they don't get twenty three fantasy points each week.
1: All right, fair enough. And over on Fanduel, though Carson is a thousand dollars more expensive than Mixon. Carson at sixty six hundred. Joe Mixon at fifty six hundred. So you got to see what site you're playing on for that. Yeah. Another place where where I was talking about before how injuries may play a factor is right now. Bilal Powell at only forty six hundred. Looks like Matt Forte is going to be out with that turf toe. Sure, there's Elijah McGuire. Sure, they signed former Saints running back Tavares Cadet. But this could. Be a big workload for Powell. Are you afraid, though, facing that Jacksonville defense that you've been extolling the virtues of? Yes, but, but who's the one, if they can't throw the
2: ball deep, who's the one guy that should uh, benefit? Austin I think it's Safarian be Paul, and Powell, right? Jenkins.
1: <laughs> he could be, right? I, I mean, but you're but right. I Bilal definitely sweet. could get uh, a good five, six targets in addition to being the guy da- between the tackles. And if they do score at right. all, you got to figure he's the goal line back, too. McGuire and Cadet, these are wee men.
2: Yeah, the reason I, I like Paul, if he gets to the end zone once, you're be yep. happy because he'll get in the end zone. But I think he gets six, seven balls mm. in that game. Uh, there, and he, To imagine Austin Fisherian Jenkins, right? Yep. That's a guy that was out of shape. They said, oh, we don't know how much he's going to play. And then he gets targeted six times, catches five balls. I guess he's up a good play. He's getting it done.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I, but – Am I trusting any part of this Jets offense? I think that's what it comes down to. We talked about the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. It looks like we're going to be talking about them a little bit more later on in the show as well. But I want no part of this Jets offense. And this coming from a Jets fan, I already told you it was the first time I ever had liquor, was in the upper deck of the Meadowlands, Tony. Let's keep it moving to the wide receiver position. We got some studs that we want to talk about. Oh, go ahead. Who's that? Who's our running back winner? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Sorry about that. Okay, so it looks like our RB one is going to be Ezekiel Elliott at eighty-two hundred. Um, because we cannot use Chris Carson, he was winning the poll, but he's not available. It looks like we're going with your guy, LSU rookie Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette has oh, thirty-one an percent. He better. He better, Tony. We're paying attention to our, our reputation. Back the we can't I don't hold, want back, to hold, hold people. back the people. But we got Leonard Fournette at 6,700. Then it was Bilal Powell at 46. And only 3% supported Andre Ellington at 3,800. Let's talk wideouts real quick, Tony. I know we're up against it, but we got a lot of wideouts to discuss. In our first poll, we got a couple of wideouts here. We got Larry Fitzgerald at 6,100, AJ Green at 8,600, Marquise Lee at 45, and then Keenan Allen at 7,200. This is a range of prices, Tony. And to your point though, the people the people are just picking the best player here. They love AJ Green at eighty six hundred. And you talked about how Joe Mixon might not be the darling for the Cincinnati Bengals. I'll tell you something, AJ Green is gonna get some targets, so I like this play.
2: I think it's a tough uh tough decision here, right, when you look at this poll because I like AJ Green. I know you B. love Key Allen like- you love
1: Keenan Allen. And
0: I
2: like Larry Fitzgerald, too. I, I think against that San Francisco secondary, right? And when you look at that whole situation in Arizona, they have a hard time figuring out week to week who's the number two wide receiver. But we all know it's definitely Larry Fitzgerald each week. So I think all these guys are in play. But A.J. Green, 10 catches, 100 yards the first game with laser as a coordinator. I think they go to him. And Cleveland a lot worse this season against the pass than the run.
1: Yeah, I agree. I like A.J. Green, and 36% of the people do as well with him at 8600 I will say this, though. I'm going to tell you something. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald is going to get the same amount of targets, in my yeah. opinion, and he is $2,500 cheaper. So, Tony, I'm just going to can I at least make the, the request, the recommendation that if we have a budgetary concern later on, this is a place where we could save up to $2,000 if we need with a quick swap of Larry Fitzgerald for AJ Green can i at least put that in as like the wrinkle oh, if we have a budget I'm question with you.
2: Yeah, because I'm with you on that because uh, when you guys get the lineup at the end of the show, you're going to see Larry Fitzgerald in there for me uh, in this game this week.
1: Yeah, I agree. When I give my fan to a lineup as well, you may hear, you may hear the uh, defending NFL man of the year in my lineup. Actually, you're going to hear both of the guys who won that award last year in my lineup. I want to ask you about what you thought about Marquise Lee that enabled him to be in this poll. Listen, we're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars a lot this week, and, you know, okay, yes. fine. Leonard Fournette, sure, I give it to you. He'll maybe get in the end zone, but why trust anybody that has Blake Bortles throwing him the ball?
2: Well, Blake Bortles, remember last week put up a big game, how uh, fantasy wise, right? And he's been always been one of those guys that somehow at the end uh, the fantasy numbers are always better uh, than what we have there. You look at the salary, forty five hundred against Tennessee, Marcus Lee. fantasy points against a good Baltimore team. When the game was over, he had 10 fantasy points. He had seven targets. That game was over at halftime. So the game before that against Tennessee, he had 12 targets. Remember Allen Robinson was the guy here. They're looking for a number one guy the number one receiver on this team could be Marquise Lee, and he's only $4,500. You can't go and look at the whole league. There is no other team that the number one wide receiver is $4,500.
1: Fair enough. I think you make a good point, but Tony, to think that he's going to get targeted, that means that he they're going to be in a competitive game with the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets.
2: Jets. Yes, Jets, Jets, Jets. We
1: shall see. Listen, when we come back, we're going to start talking about some other wide receivers. We're going to see if we have the ability to stack at all with the people's lineup. Tony Sinclair Todd is going to give you his DraftKings lineup. Dane Martinez is going to give you his FanDuel lineup for Week 4 as we look to make the people money. And, you know, we wouldn't be upset if we made money ourselves either. It is Lineup Lock Live. We're presented by DailyRoto.com. Simulcast on Dish TV channel 266. Of course, on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And if you need previous episodes this week, check out the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Come on right back. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're getting you ready for Week Four, and we're diving into the wide receiver position. It looks like we can officially start AJ Green as one of our wideouts, Tony. And when I look at the rest of this polls, it looks like we may have a budget issue because in our next poll, we got wide receivers: Odell Beckham at eighty nine hundred, Antonio Brown at ninety three hundred, Adam Thielen up in Minnesota at fifty eight. And Demarius Thomas, DT, at 6,300. I already told you, Tony, I have Eli Manning as my starting quarterback this week, so you know I'm stacking him up with Odell Beckham. I think he's going to get into the end zone this week against that bad Tampa Bay secondary.
2: Yeah, they have been bad, and you look at Odell Beckham Jr., he was dealing with that high ankle sprain, and then he just came out and put it all together. It's hard to argue uh, there. I guess the question will be, if you go A.J. Green, do you go Odell Beckham Jr.? But if you go Eli, you're definitely going to go there. Um, I think both these guys are playable. Odell Beckham Jr. gives you more
1: upside to me, and I'd go with him over Green. All right, so we got Odell Beckham in our lineup. So let me ask you about Antonio Brown. I've been hearing all week this narrative that Big Ben Roethlisberger is uh, you know, not good in the division, he's not good against the Ravens, he's not good on the road, and that he is not good as he once was, maybe a little regression from Big Ben. Antonio Brown seems to keep on trucking though.
2: Had 110 yards last game, 14 targets against Chicago, 30 fantasy points. He had 32 fantasy points the first game. Faced a tough Minnesota defense, though, in Week 2 and only had 11. Uh, There are all the narratives out there, but Ben Roethlisberger's been bad on the road for a couple of years. Antonio Brown still put up the big numbers. I think, you know what, there might be better options, but if you're going to get one guy that's going to give me 30 points
1: every week, it's Antonio Brown. Sure, I'm not mad at that either, but we can't fit them all, Tony. We can't fit them all. No. So at this point, it looks like we have A.J. Green in at 8,600. It looks like we have Odell Beckham in at 8,900 as well. So I don't know if we're going to be able to fit our we third 3, wide receiver. 3,100
2: a player right now, so we're in
1: oh, trouble. Oh, that's not good. That's not good. I told you what we need to do. We need to get a little Larry Fitzgerald in there instead of A.J. Green, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. Let's look to our last wide receiver spot, Tony, and we have the options of Stephon Ken. And you digs it at 7,100, Golden Tate for the Detroit Lions at 63, T.Y. Hilton at 5,300. You know, T.Y. Hilton led the National Football League in receiving yards last year, Tony, and he's at 5,300 yeah. by week four. And then we've got Tyreek Hill on Monday night. He is ineligible, but he's at 6,800. Hey, Tona. The people are gone with Stefan Diggs, but that's 7,100. I don't think we can fit him, so we're going to have to do some uh, tinkering. But they got Diggs at 31, Golden Tate at 30, and Tyreek Hill at 30% as well. So real close between Stefan Diggs and Golden Tate. Who would you put in your lineup, all things being equal?
2: If everything was being equal, I'd go with Tyreek Hill in that game on the uh, Monday Night Football. I think that's a game with a higher explosion there. I'll tell you what, the guy Slay has done a great job on wide yeah. receivers. Now, I don't know if he's going to be on Diggs the whole time there. And Diggs is the number one wide receiver in fantasy football right now. So he's not going to be shut down. I think his price is a little too low. So he would be the second option for me. So I'd go Tyree Kill,
1: then Stephon Diggs would be the second option for me. You wouldn't be uh, you wouldn't be worried about Josh Norman on Tyree Kill? Because, but I guess Josh Norman, he it's a different kind of challenge for him this Monday night, right? I'll tell you what, Josh Norman... I don't understand what the heck
2: happened here, right? In Carolina, he was supposed to be the greatest thing in the world he got all the Mm -hmm. money. Washington's defense has got a lot worse since they have this guy on the team. And I don't know anyone that he stopped other than Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know if that's the only guy
1: he plays against.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the heck. He's not that good. It's crazy.
1: So Tony Sincotta is not concerned. Real quick, Tony, I wanted to ask you, You know, coming out of the other break, you mentioned that you will not be able to find the number one wide receiver for 4,500 like you did with Marquise Lee. What about... up there in Seattle, especially if Doug Baldwin does not go, I want to ask you about both Tyler Lockett and Paul Richardson, who I think are low-priced. And I'm telling you right now, they're trying to say like he's a game-time decision, blah, blah, blah. I don't think Dougie Baldwin is playing. Um, and then you get a very tasty matchup against the Indianapolis Colts. I'm trying to find a way to save some money maybe with one of the Seattle wide receivers if you're on a slate yeah. that has the Sunday night game.
2: Absolutely. So here's the situation here. Jake Seeley, of course, of RotoExperts.com, one of the top uh, rankers across the industry, has Doug Baldwin, a healthy Doug Baldwin, ranked 12th this week in in wide receivers. And when I look at that number, and I see a guy like Lockett, who has the skill and the ability to go in there and put up the similar numbers, right. and you get a $4,500 price tag, same as Marquise Lee, if Baldwin's out, he will automatically be in all my lineups. Here's what I've done. In my season-long leagues, I actually have him in whether Baldwin's a player or not. I'm going to leave Tyler Lockett in because it ain't going to be 100% Doug Baldwin in that game. So I'm going to use Tyler Lockett there. I think you can still use him in Daily Fantasy. I'd just be a little more hesitant instead of putting him in every lineup if Doug Baldwin doesn't play. But I would still use him in some lineups even if
1: Baldwin's in there. All right, so keep an eye on the injury reports and the news out of Seattle, although it is the Sunday night game, so you may not be able to make that decision. The other wide receiver who's not listed that I wanted to ask you about, Tony, is uh, you know if the people want uh, Deshaun Watson as their quarterback, then they could stack him with the guy I'm bringing up, and that's DeAndre Hopkins out there in Houston. DeAndre Hopkins, the D-hop, the D-hopopotamus, leads the NFL in targets so far, and I see no reason that would change against the Tennessee secondary that does not skip me even with the new free agent acquisition, Logan Ryan from New England.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's hard to make that argument. If people I, like I'm not on to Sean Watson, but if you're on him, right, uh, you should follow up and go with DeAndre Hopkins. You look at the target situation here uh, last week against New England. He only had eight because we all we all know the New England thing, right? They take out the best player. Right, right? We right, hear right. it time and time again. Right before that, 13, 16. He's going to be back up at 13 this week again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the price is too low at 6,400. The only complete about
1: 50%, but when you get 16 targets, that's eight catches. That works for me. So, maybe we need to do some budgetary unilateral decisions and give the people a stack if they want Deshaun Watson so bad. Let's look at tight ends real quick, Tony. Our options are Rob Gronkowski at 6,600, Evan Ingram at 3,000, Cameron Brate making America Brate again at 3,800. And Charles Clay. I mentioned when we had LaShawn McCoy about where the targets are going in Buffalo. If it's not McCoy, it's going to Clay. We may have a chance to uh, save some money here, Tony. Um you know, tell me about Evan Ingram, the young kid out of Ole Miss. I'm of this I'm of this mindset that Eli's gonna throw, 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 and I actually think Ingram gets the third most targets on this team, behind only Odell and Sterling Shepard ahead of Brandon Marshall.
2: Yeah, so here's the thing. Tampa in the short season is number one against the tight ends. So uh, that goes in the, in play. But you're looking at a tight end right now that has consistency. He has seven targets in the last two games. Five catches, four catches, 45, 49 yards. Big kid will definitely be a target in the red zone. I, I like the kid at 3,000 bucks. I mean, you got a double-team Odell Beckham. You -hmm. got Sterling Shepard there. That's a better goal-line threat that people will double around the
1: goal line. Evan Engram's going to have one-on-one with a linebacker. Yep. Uh, however, Evan Ingram, and this could this will be subject to change. Tony, this vote is very, very close. Okay, right now, twenty nine percent of the people want Evan Ingram in the people's lineup at only three thousand, but it is losing by one percentage point. Okay, Evan Ingram's at twenty nine percent. At thirty percent, Buffalo Bills tight end Charles Clay at thirty seven, yeah. and I kind of like that. I think. Listen, I legitimately believe that Charles Clay could lead the Bills in targets and receptions this week
2: clays are like a wide receiver i mean in yeah. that offense they basically look at him he's the number one target it's a weird offense in buffalo they target Lashawn mccoy first and charles clay second then they go to the white house right. very similar to what the chicago bears are doing and it's hard to argue with him here in fact i'm surprised it didn't go with cameron Braid because of the
1: matchup here but i look at this cameron Braid is actually the fourth option to me he is the fourth option, but you know who loves some Cameron Braid? It's our guy Sean McCormick up there in Canada. He's responded to the poll saying he is guaranteeing a Cameron Braid touchdown this week. And one thing we do know, Tony, is that the Giants defense does allow production to the tight end position. Yes. So maybe he's onto something. He's part of the only 14% that want to make America braid again.
2: Yeah, that's the whole thing, and that's the big narrative. A lot of people know that with the Giants, and I'll tell you what, every team knows it, and the Giants know it, and the Giants never stop anyone.
1: All right, fair enough. So, Tony, right now, though, we're putting Charles Clay in as our tight end for the people at 3,700. We're talking about defenses real quick, but this is a runaway, and we're ta- we've talked about this game a lot. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Jets. 64% like the Jags at 3,600. So it looks like we've got to go. I, gotta,
2: re- I got a breaking story here. Uh-oh. What do we got? What a, what do we got? A, a- alarming. Alarming. What do we got? And maybe we all can get our money back that lost money in DFS last week. What happened? uh According to News Infinity, uh, a radio show claims to have inside information that the Oakland Raiders intentionally allowed their quarterback to get sacked for not kneeling during the National Anthem.
1: Really? I mean – that's very interesting. I don't know um, what News Infinity. I don't know how. I, I've never heard of them before. That's very interesting. Something we'll dig into. Hey, Tony, let's dig into that when we do Lineup Lock Live on Sunday morning from 9 a.m. Eastern time all the way to kickoff. We'll have a little bit of time to let that story develop and see what the rest of the guys on our panel. I know Corey Parson and Emery Hunt might have something to say about that, huh? This is crazy, but you know what?
2: I could see this happening. Like, if if you're a team and you got that and the quarterback's not – I could – you know what? I I would actually – I might participate in this, actually, if it was brought up to me in the right
1: way. Interesting. That's a very interesting thing. But we got a lineup to make, Tony. And if the Jaguars are in, we need a flex position. I don't know. How much money do we have left, Tony? Uh, We're going to be over budget, so we'll All finish right. the lineup, and then we'll figure out how we're going to edit it. All right, that's what we're going to do. I'm telling you, we're going to go down from A.J. Green to Larry Fitzgerald, but when we come back yeah. on Lineup Lock Live right here presented by Daily Roto, we're going to see if we can get that flex in. We got Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey, Terrell Williams, or maybe we just go with Marquise Lee again as that flex play, a number one wide receiver on a team at 4,500 on DraftKings. We're also going to give you Tony Sincada's lineup and Dane Martinez, the spitting statistician, over on FanDuel, and we'll do a little of tinkering in the break and see how we can fit the people's input and make the people's lineup. Tune back in when we come back. Lineup Lock Live right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's for the people.
0: DFS lineup blocks sponsored by DailyRoto.com.
1: Tony, is it Trubisky time in Chicago? I wouldn't start
2: the kid ever. I would first get him in a mop-up opportunity, kind of like Deshaun Watson, get thrown in there after the first half, and that worked out well. I think when you have to start and prepare and put all that pressure on the kid, let him get his feet wet, come in the game in the fourth quarter, uh, that's out of control, and let him get in there that way. And then if he does
0: well, start him the next week. Weekdays, six to seven p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, FNTSY.com/slash radio.
1: Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're about to unveil our lineups for week four and also what the people are saying. I also want to give a shout out on Twitter. Hey, Tony, you saw Mark D. Elrich asking about the uh, what was like the high price flex option. Yeah. And I remember you taught me, you know, how what you do is you build it from the ground up from all these guys who have yeah. the value first. And so, like, flex isn't necessarily the quote unquote punt option with just whatever you have left over. But it sounds like right. we're going to talk a little bit more about that on Monday right
2: yeah, Monday we'll go over a little lineup construction because I think it's a good question. I'm sure other it people is. have it too. And so we'll, we'll go over that. A lot of times you know, people say, oh, whatever le- money I have left over, I got 4000 left over, let me go to flex. And,
1: and that's the wrong way to go about it. it. That's exactly why we build it from the ground up. Like Tony was saying, when we find these values that are criminal, we get them in. And then, hey, maybe we got a little bit more money, and that can be at the flex position the same way as is anyone else. Hey, Tony, let me give you my fan FanDuel lineup, okay? I'm starting Eli Manning at quarterback. At 7,000. At running back, I might have to switch something because I had Joe Mixon in at that cheap 5,600, but I also got Dalvin Cook, who I believe is a stud and a three down back at 7,500. I'm paying a little bit less than some of the big boys for that. At wide receiver, we have guys that we definitely have been talking about. I'm stacking Eli with Odell Beckham at 9,100. I have Larry Fitzgerald at 6,700, and then I have Tyler Lockett at 5,700. I'm paying up at tight end for Gronk at 8,500, and after all my talk, Tony. My uh, DFS defense this week is the Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: There it is. The Jags getting (laughs) it done. I'm going with Tom Brady at quarterback 8,000. I'm going to play the guy that's the safest guy there. And then I'm going to go cheap at running back with Jonathan Stewart. I told about New England. They're 32nd against running backs in the league. Their defense has been terrible. I got to hope Cam Newton Doesn't run the ball in the end zone. And they stick to that. And Stewart gets in there at 4,300. Andre Ellington, I only need 12 fantasy points, 3,800. Then I'm going to go Chris Hogan. Pair him up with Tom Brady. Marquis Lee, I I made the case, 4,500, top receiver there. Larry Fitzgerald, 6,100. I've saved money, and I got Brady. So now it's time to... Bring out the horses. Rob Gronkowski, 6,600. Have three Patriots in the lineup. Ezekiel Elliott's my flex at 8,200. And I'm going to use the Browns against the Bengals, the Bill Lazor era. Uh, I'm not impressed.
1: He is not impressed with the laser. And, Tony, by the time I see you again, well, I'll see you on Sunday morning, but by the time we do this again here at 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time, the Major League Baseball season will be over. So my quick question for you, yes or no, does Giancarlo Stanton hit two more home runs or three more home runs over the weekend? He's sitting at 59. I'd love for him to finish with 62. I I hope so. And
2: a week ago, I blasted the Marlins on the news desk. The Marlins are such an inept organization. They're insane. If you we, we do this on the line of block show all the time, why isn't he batting lead off? you have nothing Get him to at play bats. for other than getting this guy 62. I know he's batting second, but one at bat might make the difference. Get him up first the rest of
1: the way. Sure, the Blue Jays lead off Joey Batista, for goodness sakes. Yeah. The, the, the Orioles lead off you know, Adam Jones sometimes. like Teams are doing this now. I completely agree with you, Tony. And uh, let, let me just say this, Tony. I don't know what the budget is looking like for the people, but if we can go down from AJ Green to Larry Fitzgerald, he and then what? we could fit Marquise Lee in as our uh, punt or flex, as the guy says. Maybe we could fit it then. What do the people got?
2: All right, here's what the people got. I'm gonna. Ha- I had to take Fournette out and put the people's mixing in, right? So Ooh. we put Joe Mixon in the people's choice. So we had to throw them in. And then I-, I got Deshaun Watson, Ezekiel, Joe Mixon. I went down to Hopkins, as you mentioned, yeah, and Fitzgerald, and I kept Beckham in there. And then I got Charles Clay uh, in there at 3700 tight end. So for us at defense, we had to go cheap. And we had to take the 49ers versus uh, Arizona, which is a good for us because you know why? It's one of those situations where um, Arizona got six sacks last week. So even though there's an opportunity there to get up some points there, we're not there. And for flex, we're going to have to have 3700 bucks. and I'm doing it off the top of my
1: head. I put Evan Engram in there right now at the flex. I don't mind that. I told you, Eli Manning's is going to throw, throw, throw. Hopefully you get some money in week four, Lineup Lock Live. Dane and Tony, come see us on Sunday morning as well for Finishing Touches. See you. Have a great weekend.